So uh, I guess I'll call the meeting to order. We'll start with the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, there you go. Uh -huh. yeah. By the skin of your teeth. Oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> School District Number 52. Um, we'll start off with uh, delegations from Mr. Peterson. Yeah, um, Mr. Ford, I'd like to introduce Bernardo Castillo, who's got a few guests with him tonight, one of special interest. Mm -hmm. And uh, because this ties so much into what the work is he's been doing, he's also going to give his brief report at the same time because it's intertwined. Very brief. Uh, good evening, and thank you for allowing me to join the meetings ahead of time. So. Uh, just uh, real quick with regards to ECAP, since this is our first meeting back from, from uh, Christmas break, I wanted to thank Mr. Peterson for attending our, our uh, Christmas program at ECAP. That was, we had a great turnout, and I appreciate his time uh, attending there. Um, and the, the turnout from the families was just awesome. Um, we had a special visit from Santa Claus, and I wanted to thank Mr. and Mrs. Riccardi for facilitating that visit from Santa Claus. The kids were incredibly surprised and they appreciated it so as, as you can imagine three and four year olds how excited they were to, to see that visit so we had a really awesome yearly donation that we get from um, this organization called SHAKE and they're seniors it stands for seniors helping all kids education and they every year come and donate uh, toys for our kiddos so that was that was awesome uh, ECAP continues to be fully enrolled uh, we're working on a spring parent training uh, working with Ms. Um, Zavala as well to coordinate that here in the spring for some uh, training for our parents. Um, 21st century uh, continues to, to grow. Uh, we're up to 80 active registered kids and uh, 53 um, on average students that, that attend on a daily basis for our after school program. So um, absolutely going great. They have a, we have a parent uh, night, parent paint night that we have planned for uh, February the 12th, where parents will come in and go through an activity, a painting activity um, that evening. So I'm looking forward to that. And then on the security front, our security team is going to be um, involved in some training on Wednesday, February 19th, from 8 to noon here in our boardroom, where our trainer will take us, uh, take the team through some critical incident um, scenarios and responses for our security team in the, in the district was quick and dirty so saving the best for last um, we have a family here that uh, has accepted the invitation to, to come here and um, inter be introduced to you folks um, it's Cole uh, Deemer yeah. right Deemer, Deemer. Yeah. Deemer. Sorry, and his family that have joined him here and uh, I've invited Cole this evening to introduce him to you because I find him to be a very highly impressive young man he's only 10 years old but he's He's just a neat young man. 
Um, and he's done something very commendable um, for children here in our school district. So I'm presenting him with just a little thank you card and a cool, our little uh, Kybie uh, Pride paw pin this evening. And I was hoping that he could describe, I could do it for you, but it's much more awesome to hear directly from him <laughs> what it is that he did for our kids here uh, during Christmas. Hi, I'm Cole, and I'm from Capitol Elementary. Um, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> what did um, you do? I donated um, some food to um, Heather's Pantry, and my I originally was going to start my own tree, but um, my mom said, why don't we help out my other tree? And my grandma, she um, is helping Heather's Pantry too. So we decided to help out Heather's Pantry and they called all my relatives and they gave us some money and I got $260 to buy food for Heather's Pantry. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Heritage yeah. Salon oh, okay. downtown. So, mm -hmm. um, as you know, somebody who also works with our pantry, uh, Mary Hahn, works uh, closely with our school district. So, they found out about what we do for kids here. So, he came up in December and worked with Mary. So, not only did he raise the money, he went out and shopped for all the food. The food came here. He worked with Mary, put together the backpacks, delivered the backpacks to kids at the elementary school um, just before Christmas. So, I thought that was just absolutely awesome. That for awesome. a young man that age to already be thinking about that kind of work for people and how to be of service, I thought it was just amazing. So I wanted to present him to you guys and to thank him and his family for doing yeah. that. So I thank appreciate you. that. Thank, thank, you thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, I was going to have one more delegation, uh, but he's busy tonight, so uh, I'll go ahead and describe it to you. I just want to pass along, even though it's it's a bit of old news. Uh, Lance uh, Denmore was chosen as ESCAC or excuse me, assist, uh, athletic director of the year. Um, so he's now in the running at the state level and things like that. So congratulations to him on the record, and uh, he's representing us very well. He's currently at the College Place Riverview game that's taking place in Orange. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. All those cars aren't here for. This this crowd. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, our proposed consent agenda. Um, we have several new hires and then the vouchers and any uh, discussion. I was just curious when this middle school migrant after school program is started. Is it already started or is it going to start? Oh, sorry. I'm going to report on that, but it's oh. going to start the week of the 24th. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, I have a question about the primary school improvement plan. Yeah, absolutely. Who put that together? Where does it go? What are we trying to accomplish with it? Well, um, when previous administration and board felt the opportunity was there for us to separate the two schools into a primary and intermediate school, one of the things that that did for us is removed some of the accountability requirements from the state for the primary school. Um, there are no current state tests that exist at the K-2 level, so you don't start seeing the SBA until you get to third grade. 
Because of that, uh, they're required to do a fairly basic school improvement plan for state accountability. Um, so that was done um, by uh, Ms. Hansen in working with Mr. Williams, of course, who's, who's done that before, um, and other staff members to get that into the state. It's, it's primarily a formality, but again, it's based on the fact they don't have any state testing. So anytime uh, we have a school in that situation or anytime the school would be in that situation, uh, they'd have to do the, the formal improvement plan. I was struck by the fact that there were many parts of it that were not filled out. I don't know what the reasoning behind that is. And, and obviously it needs to be approved by us, but I was just wondering why there's things that aren't filled out. It looks like it's incomplete. Yes. So why is it incomplete? I, I don't think I can approve it. If I don't understand why we're not answering all the questions. Okay. Well, if the board would like to, we can pull that off of the agenda for this meeting and put it on the next meeting and I can get more details. If I had to, to say just off the top of my head, my belief would be that there are some portions that are not applicable to us. It's possible, but I, I, I felt that there were areas that we could have put things down. Okay. And, and, I, and I wonder about, the, I, I'd like to find a little more about the process of, of putting that together because, okay. you know, it's, it's, you know it's, it's a formality to show the uh, state that we're doing, you know, we're moving forward. We have, we have an idea of where we want to go. But um, can, I, can I answer? Sure. Um, part of it is, part of the approval plan is reviewing it. So this is the 1920 plan, and we review it middle of the year. So right around now, uh, Chris should be reviewing the, some data and seeing where we're at. Um, <clears throat> the other part of this is OSPI is requiring it from us so they can take a look at it and tell us what it is we need to do to improve and what areas we need to focus on in, in on it to make sure that we're meeting all of the accountability requirements for the state. So that's, that's part of the reason why it needs to be pulled out. And this was written last year, right? Yeah, this, this is 1920, so Linda would have done it in June. Mm -hmm. of 2019 actually so it's, but it's for this school year <clears throat> is it under a time constraint does it need to be turned in right away or? yeah I have to turn it in by Wednesday oh. <laughs> Thursday actually <clears throat> um, but I didn't learn about it Clark I, I, it, well, I it's not only you responsible I just think you know if if there's if there are things that are not applicable it should be stated not applicable, not applicable. I mean um, <clears throat> I certainly think that this would be an opportunity. I seem to remember Linda reporting on this and saying yeah, that because we were transitioning into a new principal that um, she was leaving some things open for that principal to, yeah. um, you know, ownership in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. put her own, you know, say was, into it. And if she I can remember it, right. She just didn't get board approval. Okay. So that's why we're asking. Okay. So theoretically, wait, if I'm correct on this, then this is something that we could have had in our June of 19 or July 19 meeting? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the dog so. Well, what do you want I'm to do? Let's I'm say, okay with. you want to put a, give it a tentative approval and then request more? I'm okay just you know, leaving it as is, knowing the fact that. Um, Chris is going to take another look at this and get feedback from the state and update it. 
updated and then we're going to have to ask for your approval at the end again. of the in June. Right around there. And that'll so. be for next year. Right. <coughs> um, Just because it was written from a right. previous and, and administration. I, I would like them to put comments in for that reason in all of the spots and if, if that could happen I, I will tentatively approve it but I just I just don't think you should turn in a form with blanks well some of it too is for that assessment right so I know that's the, that's the that's the that's the stuff that's I assume the different color right because it was two different colors but there were some up 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 top mm. that were not filled in and that and I just so if you know like I said I'll approve it as long as you know I know someone's putting something in there saying you know for future consideration for whatever sure and if it's something that we absolutely have to have then i'm sure ospi is going to come back and go look we need this but we're approving that it's complete right well, what are we as a board as a board what are, what are we approving yeah you're approving the plan and so i i would like something written before it goes out on thursday that's all okay if, if you can put yeah, something in those, that. just just a comment, and, and or even not applicable, or, or not applicable, right. or whatever. Right. And, and I trust you implicitly. Okay. You right. know, as, as long as that's going to go in there, I don't have a problem. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. okay. I'll do it. Okay. Thank you. So, do I hear a motion with conditions, or? Move to approve the consent agenda with the um, understanding that Mr. Hahn will update the um, or complete the areas as previously discussed. Absolutely. I'll second the motion. Okay, and, um, can we call for a vote? I'm Are abstaining you? from this vote altogether. Okay. All right, all in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? And one abstain. Motion passes. <coughs> okay, we'll move on to public comments. State your name. Let us know what you think. <laughs> One thing I just wanted to share, maybe, I don't know if you guys know about it, but it's kind of a concern to me that uh, starting last week down at school, we don't have intercom system for um, bills. And that's kind of a safety concern because we can't hear about lockdowns, you know, fire drill. You know, you're not going to go from room to room to say, you know, we've got something going on in the district it just is a big concern to me what, do, what does it affect ginger it affects well it affects saying the pledge of allegiance no 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 I, what like the entire what grades what buildings what um, I'm rooms down, i'm down at the elementary intermediate okay so that whole in yeah the, the building <laughs> not up here i don't know anything about the high school but, but the middle I think school that, do you know about the middle school that needs to be and I just, I know it's been addressed to some people, but and I kind of thought, yeah, the weekend it's done. Somebody's got to take care of it. You know, it's good on Monday. How long has it been out for? 
Really? Only that I'm only aware of since last Thursday. So, um, you know, maybe there's something that needs to be put out that we're going to get it done. But it's a safety issue to me. So, I wanted to share that. And when you guys were talking about about the primary improvement, information technology report. I guess I know. I haven't been coming any. So, my question is, what is what is the primary improvement we're talking about? We're talking about a building or people or it's it's uh, what are you talking about? To school improvement plans. Yeah, how to how to make the, the teaching how you teaching teach better. Kids. Yeah, how you teach kids. I think I have to anyway, okay, that's what I have to question or say. Thank you. Any other public comment? Okay, we'll open for board comments. Um, I'd just like to say that I um, enjoyed my couple days in Olympia. Pete and I were up there for the um, day on the hill uh, with the other um, school board members and superintendents across the state. Um, it was a great learning opportunity for me. Um, I feel like the districts across the state really came together um, and uh, with a unified voice on some major concerns um, to put before the legislature. Uh, we really stressed um, funding SEB and um, the lack of funding that we're receiving for special ed, and then also the, um, the needs of our kids, the social-emotional needs of our kids, and how outdated their prototypical school funding model is. Um, it's actually kind of shocking <laughs> when, they, when you take the numbers out of that formula and you apply them to real life, it's like the state is actually only funding one psychologist for the entire middle school students in the state of Washington. And, um, you know, times have changed. Our kids have a lot more needs now, and um, we need to support them. We need um, more nurses and more um, psychologists and counselors, and we need the funding for that. So um, anyway, I was also, I give kudos to Pete. I was proud of him for also bringing up on um, that, that other um, bill that really was, it wasn't, behind, but the one that we really need to go through, the 60, those 61 other school districts that were <coughs> negatively impacted by um, the McCleary fix. And so overall, the feeling up there is nothing's going to go through. So it, <laughs> I didn't come away feeling optimistic, but I learned a lot. And um, I just we just have to be the squeaky wheel. We have to keep trying to give the legislature um, correct information. It has to come from us. That's what what I learned. <laughs> so. Did you get bored watching the action on the floor? Oh, I didn't get to see that. No, oh, no. we were just in meeting rooms with uh, different reps. So There's not much that happens very fast. <laughs> <laughs> They're not in a hurry. <laughs> okay. Any other comments? We'll move on to direct reports. Um, Mr. Castillo's done, and we'll excuse Mr. Denbor and uh, Diane Zabala. Well, I have a few programs to review with you. Kind of an update on the um, on the flip side of that. I have a, just our we started doing a professional development calendar since we have 
so much happening with migrant bilingual and special ed. So I gave you a copy of our February calendar in terms of training. But I'll go off this sheet first, the, the flip side of it. <clears throat> so we're continuing our work with uh, our inclusion grants. We have a district inclusion grant. And uh, Pete, myself, Michelle Bragg, and Jessica Lowe attended uh, the first training for the district inclusion team uh, in Seattle in January. There's uh, the next one is a two-day training in May, and we're hoping that we get board participation to attend. Um, Heidi's excited to help with the arrangements, <laughs> so we can get everybody there. I'm find her today. <laughs> um, I will be attending, and I'm going to take Michelle and uh, Jessica with me. Uh, February 25th, there's going to be what they call a facilitator training, so it's and that's going to be in Yakima, and if Pete's available, he wants to attend. <laughs> so we'll see um, who all gets to go and is attending on that day. But it's a continuing training for the district inclusion team. So we have a secondary inclusion team. Remember that we received a grant, about $25,000. And uh, we've been meeting. We've met twice uh, this week. The counselors and principals are going to be attending a training at ESD in regards to scheduling. And in terms of inclusion, one of the biggest pieces is how do we schedule our students so that we they have access to inclusion. So I'm really excited about that training. Petra Nelson, who is the uh, middle school facilitator, because our middle school is, um, they're not in comprehensive, they're target I think or target four schools so they get uh, support from OSPI she's going to be the one uh, doing the training so our building principals and counselors are going to be attending that training also on the 12th myself and the bilingual specialist is also going to be attending that training um, then we just have ongoing training with Petra she's meeting in terms of our secondary uh, inclusion. We have our the the building principals, the counselor, <coughs> one counselor from each building, special ed resource teacher from each building, and a general ed teacher from each building. And we have uh, teacher Mrs. Gilliland is participating as a parent uh, for that inclusion team. And again, that grant is for two years, so we'll get additional. Probably they said thirty-five to forty thousand dollars to spend for next year. So, um, my big sense of urgency is we have these grants. We have quite a few that have to be spent this year by the end of June, and so that falls into my request for out-of-state training. Um, we are we are plugging ourselves into all of the training that's available locally at our ESD and then at, through the state level with OSPI. And so the next level of training would be out-of-state training. Uh, in terms of, oh, right, any questions about that? Okay. Uh, the next part is our bilingual ed. Uh, there was a team of us that attended the WABE conference. It was all on dual language uh, last weekend in Seattle. 
and uh, one of the keynoters uh, was the principal of an uh, elementary school in Wenatchee, Alfonso Lopez, and uh, he did a wonderful presentation, and then later him and his staff. It, I, Wenatchee has seven elementaries, and theirs is the only dual language school. The whole school is dual language. And um, he uh, told his story, how he came to be. He was a parapro in the building, then became a teacher, a bilingual teacher in the building, and now he's the principal in the building. And he uh, has won National Teacher of the Year when he was the teacher there, and last year won National Principal of the Year. Uh, was chosen as one of two principals in, in Washington to go to DC. So he has a great story, and they're building the district. Wenatchee has done dual language for 16 years. So they've gone through all of the phases, all of the different programs, and they're changing. They're still changing. Um, but one of the things that excited me is that they are starting to use the biliteracy model. Biliteracy was a model that we all went to um, Issaquah and got trained last summer, and we're continuing to go to those trainings. So they're implementing that model in kinder and first grade. And so we're taking a team at the end of the month to uh, go do a site visit there, um, our kinder and first grade uh, staff. Uh, we have Wabe again in the spring. And for the spring, we focus on bringing our general ed teachers. So we pair up our bilingual teachers, like our kinder teacher will take a partner kindergarten teacher from gen ed to go that they can become, start getting training in language instruction, English language instruction. Any questions regarding bilingual and dual language? So I listed some family engagement. Um, family engagement is one of the things that uh, Pete, myself, and Wade have really been speaking to the principals about, that we really have to not only do family engagement opportunities, but we have to document it. So we're ensuring that we have signature sheets and are doing surveys about what's happening. So um, we're having a PAC meeting here on the 13th. For migrant, I'm required to do four PAC meetings. And so we have elected officers, and so I meet with them four times a year to go through the migrant grant and what opportunities that offers to our district, our migrant parents and students. Um, we're having a video conference uh, our district, again, has opportunities to send students to summer academies, like they did last year, the Dare to Dream Academies. Um, if you look on the bottom, you can see that uh, we, there's a health academy, and we were allocated three slots. This is the only one where students are required to have a 3.2 GPA or higher and also have taken a higher level uh, English or science or math class. And um, so we had, we were excited. Uh, we had, I think, five students that met this criteria, but only three are able to attend. Um, we have one for eighth and ninth graders, we got six slots, and then we have one for 10th and 11th graders, we have five. So right now we're calling all of those parents uh, giving the information to the students because we have to have those registrations completed by March. So on the, I believe it's the 26th, we're video conferencing with the director of migrant ed from OSPI 
and she does a bilingual video conference with parents and students who want to attend these trainings and tells them about it. So this year, we also have an opportunity to bring in students and parents that participated last year so they can talk with the parents and the students <coughs> about what it's like to attend these um, summer academies. And basically, they get to go live on campus for a week and uh, go through different uh, classes for that week. Uh, what else is happening? We have our Title I Parent Conference happening uh, February 28th. This is a conference that uh, our parents, any parent, is offered an opportunity to attend this conference, and our Title I funding pays uh, for the registration, and that conference is on Friday the 28th in Pasco. So it's a regional conference, so there's many school districts bringing parents. And yeah, 20? I think there's 20 of us. 20. Yeah, yeah, 20 uh, parents and staff attending. Um, and then in March, we have a elementary is doing a family literacy event on March 5th. And uh, they're going to go with the Dr. Seuss theme, and they're real excited about it. And um, so we're excited about that. I think it's going to be a great night. We, they have great success with their math night. So with Migrant Education, we, ha we have funding for, we have lots of funding for Migrant Ed. That's probably one of the biggest grants that I have, besides special ed, but special ed is all staffing. So this is really, the Migrant Grant is really about providing opportunities for students, migrant students. So we were able to hire teachers to uh, do a robotics program, a science program, and then I'm most excited that we got a math teacher. Uh, she's split between the high school and middle school. Now she's going to be doing a pre-algebra class for our students that are struggling in math. And so I met with her today. She's really excited. And um, we're going to get those kids signed up for those after-school opportunities. How many uh, people do you have show up at the PAC meetings? Do you get quite a few? We have, well, see, there's there at our PAC meeting, that is really where I meet with the elected. There's four people that are elected. And so at those meetings, those are specific to go over the grant oh, okay. and what we said we that's, were going to do in the grant. That's not but the these public. other evenings, these other e evenings are family engagement. That's when we, we really work to bring everybody in for those family engagement nights because we're required to have those as well. And our the staff here, we've uh, worked, since we have David right here, we've worked to do uh, the robocalls. So we do a bilingual message and we send it out like three times. And really, I really think it worked, especially because in the math night we had awesome attendance. And a lot of people said they appreciated those calls. Thank you. Hello, <coughs> oh, Mr. Adamson. Howdy. Okay, we'll start out with transportation. Transportation's been good. Um, we actually sent in our, our winter start report. Our, our, our student uh, transportation number is kind of in status quo. Um, we've got a full uh, fleet inspection on the 17th through the um, highway patrol. Um, bus has been running good. We've got a great mechanic. We've 
overhauls on a few buses and the cooling systems and stuff and everything's in house. So we're pretty fortunate to have the have Troy down there and, and actually most everybody that I have, you know, we've got a good team. So uh, that that's good. We're, we're you know we're looking to do some improvements at the bus yard. We've got an incentive program in place that's been phenomenal. Um, custodians, you know, they're doing well as well. Um, you know, obviously we're just kind of wrapping up, you know, before, you know, uh, concerts and sporting uh, events and stuff. And then, you know, we're just uh, gearing up for spring cleaning. It's right around the corner. So um, the weather's been f fantastic. Um, <laughs> so um, hopefully it continues. It makes it easier for our maintenance on our equipment and, and just everybody in general. So uh, Rob, uh, been busy. I mean, you know, we put out a lot of fires day to day, but um, things have been good. The weather, you know, keeps the, the, the strain on our system down. So we can, you know, we appreciate the warm weather and the, the good spell. But, um, that's good grounds. Uh, we're, you know, wanting to move forward with our, our paving project that we have back here for our grant. Um, I'm meeting with the city and the engineers and trying to minimize the, the impact on that, but to get that. Um, in place so we'll get that paved and, and we'll do a few street lights down there and we'll move that power for the pond and we'll, you know, it's settled in pretty good, you know, we'll get some sprinklers and grass in there and then we'll use it as a practice field for soccer and whatnot, so that'll be good. Um, we uh, sent in a grant for our dry side down at the elementary school. Um, Mr. Clifford has been phenomenal as far as uh, allowing us, usually he'll you know, we'll alternate years with Finley and some of the other schools, um, but we kind of double dip, so we'll see how it how it goes on our dry side. Um, it, it's been good, um, but obviously we, we've got a long, long haul on it. So uh, I sent in a grant and they kind of didn't give me a, you know, a, a max, so we were aggressive, so we'll see. I didn't get any any negative feedback from his representative. So anyway, hopefully we'll, you know, we'll, we'll address the fire panels, uh, poles, all that, and then do as much as we can on the dry side up in the attic, in that portion, and then wait for our turn again, and then, and then address the other side. So, um, you know, we removed that big cottonwood tree. If you have, you guys, things look different down there. That's, you know, that's been a, accident waiting to happen and honestly with those much wind as we've got lately I'm, I'm glad we finally got it out it was we we you know in the past in the past five six years we we, we usually do everything in-house obviously that one was a little too big for us to, uh, to handle so, so we had it removed and, and got a great price so um, yeah that's that's good um, you know just just putting out fires but, but I actually honestly think it's pretty good any questions seem to remember last time you, was it you, you mentioned a dishwasher for the elementary? Yeah. Did that um, happen? Or they actually are, got the grant for that, and um, I did a job walk with the, the installers, and and um, actually made this comment in, in our direction meeting that I wish I was that fortunate. I mean, it's going to work out great. Power's easy. Everything's easy for that project. Unfortunately, usually not that not the case for us, So, but we'll take it, right? So, yeah. It, 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 it's moving along. Yeah, yeah. They're going to do it, I believe, on break. 
um, at least the dishwasher portion, and then we'll do the outside uh, backup uh, freezer storage area. So, yeah. Perfect. What's your time frame looking like for paving out back? You know, we're we're wanting to um, do spring break, but I've got to get this engineer uh, engineers together, the city engineer sure. to sign off on water retention. Um, we've got some in place and and just make sure that everybody understands just because it's stretched out this far doesn't mean that we can't you know we, we don't need to spend a crazy amount of money on engineering for water retention when, when we have the sufficient area. so I'm actually <coughs> waiting hopefully the uh, the city and the engineer I want a job walk because he essentially can be the one to sign off on the project sure. and and I want I want to walk it with him and explain and have him and go over it and, and, and let him know we know what we're talking about and, and make sure that he he agrees and, and so we don't once we get sent in we can we can just you know get it get it sent through and, and try to get it paid. So as long as they sign off on it, I mean honestly we can we can get it out for I mean that'd be a f official bid process. Right. But if we know that they're going to sign off on it, and it's just a matter of you know we get cab drawings and whatnot, at least we can move forward with uh, uh, starting the bid process. So you know try to make that that uh, spring break kind of. Do you think you're going to have plenty of funding enough to do it all? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That that one that one we won't have any issues with. So. Even with the lighting and, and whatnot. So I mean we actually I, I felt really comfortable. With that project, but then with all the new um, LNI state parameters, uh, street lights, you know, they want um, motion sensors and blah 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 blah, right? So sure. it's all just money, right? It's, it's something down the road. Um, we wouldn't pay to replace what we put a standard LED system in, but anyway, that's the world we live in nowadays. <laughs> Any other questions? Are, do you have anything to do with the intercom, or is that all Dave's? You know what? Um, that's David's. Um, we've done our fair share. We've we've done a lot of improvements on that system, and and it's it's like all of that stuff. It's way outdated. Mm -hmm. Costs an astronomical amount of money. Um, but yeah, well, I've I've crawled in the crawl space up there and fixed plenty of classrooms. So. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, Bernardo, he's my sidekick. We uh, <laughs> we did a bunch of classrooms, and it's not fun, but for the right reasons. But as far as this, I'm just I was aware of it. But I mean, I'll do my best to help support. But that's David, and David's been yeah. sick, right? Yeah, I see he addressed it in his. Yeah, he cool. sent us a message. Anyway, and it is there. Okay. Yeah. Any other questions? Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Should we address this? I think we should address it. I think we need to address this. We want to do it before Wade or after Wade? We need to wait until Wade's done. Go ahead, Wade. We'll Thank you, sir.
up with the dishwasher and refrigerator. Oh, because I reported on until we got the grant last uh, last meeting, so I wanted to make sure you knew that it's moving forward and it's getting put in the building. Okay. And Jennifer's thrilled. I'm sure. So that's a good <laughs> for everybody. Um, I've also been meeting with uh, Mr. Williams and Mrs. Hansen to go over some uh, professional development training opportunities that they've discussed and we'd like to see. Some of it will even go get extended into next year. So, uh, they were talking about some phonics training, some training for dibbles testing and character strong training for the elementary staff. So uh, I'm continuing to work with them on making all of those things happen and make sure we can cover funds so Jim's happy. Uh, uh, Mrs. Alexander and I are working on a plan to spend our highly capable fund as well. Uh, she's been talking to the teachers about some training opportunities that are available and uh, help teachers identify those uh, students and uh, being able to work with them to give them higher plan on working on a parent and family night uh, probably sometime in the next month or two. Um, it's usually in April or May. It's part of the Title I program, uh, specifically going over the uh, parent and family engagement policy and uh, what else they would like to see us do in that regard. Find out how we can better support their needs and their students. The gain prevention system, what, what's the plan for that money? Because you know, you've only spent a little bit, I assume that you have some. Well, Augustine Tovar, who's our student support specialist at the high school, okay. um, supports that program. Okay. He does voice circle and strong families and uh, those other things. If this is a, a grant that goes from January to December with the county. Ah, so okay. It says 2021. Um, so that's that's why you're seeing it's just a January expense right now. Pretty close, pretty close, huh? Let's get yeah. it. Got it. But he does a great job. In fact, Cheyenne, I think I reported last meeting Cheyenne Palmas from the county came out and shadowed him. And we got an email from her saying what a great job he does. So there is doing it. So yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. So, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Rodriguez isn't here. Shall we discuss his his report? We all got a copy. Do you want to just read? Have someone read the, that first paragraph? That'll... Okay, mm -hmm. I'll read it. <clears throat> At this time, we have 30 open tickets that we are currently working on resolving. We are currently in testing season, and it has gone well. We have two big ticket items that I'm currently working on. First issue is the bell system being down in both middle school and primary school. After doing some troubleshooting, I have requested a technician from Evco Sound to come and take a look at it as they are the distributors for our system. They should arrive no later than Wednesday to 12. The other big ticket item is the failure of our transcript server. I've been working with Carbonite to get this running. We have run into a few issues including hard drive failures, driver failures, and service failures. Carbonite has continued to 
uh, off their system, I guess. And I have finally convinced them to offer uh, remote support as this matter has gone on far too long. Uh, I want to reassure that the actual data for the server is stored on our backup servers, which is holding just fine. The issue is transferring of that data onto a working server so we can access the, the data. Apologize for my absence. Dealing with the minor health issue. So it sounds like our Carbonite subscription isn't doing what we want it to do. Um, is there a uh, contingency for warning people in the middle school since the bell thing is? Yeah, I found out about this on Friday afternoon and I was shocked. And uh, in the email to David, he said that this was going to be happening. Uh, short term uh, purchase of mobile quite frankly. Um, one of the instructions that we, we can get out to the entire staff is that um, I've, I've been through this myself. Um, the, the flag salute, for instance, in the morning can be lit at any time between a certain two certain times as long as the, the teachers are all instructed that they need to do that. Um, but we can definitely get the bullhorns, get the runners uh, going to uh, be able to take care of that. The safety concern is obvious. Mm -hmm. um, being able to notify people. Um, this would also be an opportunity to encourage our staff to be very uh, aware of <clears throat> things going on hallways, exits, entrances, things of that nature. Um, I know our office staff does a phenomenal job, as it is with uh, people coming in and out of buildings. We just need to watch the kids, make sure somebody isn't uh, coming into the site or someone's going out to recess or anything like that. But I think the bullhorns are probably going to be a necessity, quite frankly. Um, even if the bells were working fine, we would need, we should have a bullhorn in every principal's office for emergency situations, for power outages, for any types of things like that where we might need it. So, um, I'm hoping David gets back um, on the quick side, but uh, certainly understand his health concerns. Uh, but we'll get those ordered through either King County or another supplier and, and get them distributed out to principals. And this technician, I'm sure, you know, someone would be able to meet with him and walk around with them in David's absence. Yep. So, yeah. Even if it's Dan and Bernardo crawling sure. up through. <laughs> so that it doesn't affect the security system or any of the camera system or anything no. like that. It's just a notification. Just a notification. Okay. Any other questions? Where are we? Well, then on to new business. Uh, Mr. Bird, if I could interject something real quick. Okay. Um, and this was my mistake. Um, as you know, we're trying to update some policies, and it would obviously help if we. Uh, update the policies before we ask the board to review any policies. So we can strike policy 5250 for review because, quite frankly, it hasn't been changed in place uh, for your review, but certainly you've got a copy of it so you can see the original. That's the one we're currently working on. So we'll have that available for a first read, most likely in two weeks. Okay. Okay, striking number B, and, and then you have a retirement bonus. Yeah. Um, 
bringing this up the same that we did last year. Um, uh, I think it is in the district's best interest, and quite frankly, as a as an indicator to our staff for the the work that many of them have accomplished over the years, and that is to increase our our retirement incentive bonus for all certificated staff. Um, Kim helped me out here with the contract. I think it's a thousand dollars or five hundred. Okay. It's not in our contract. It's not in. I know we've had a past practice of five hundred to a thousand dollars. Last year we increased it to fifteen hundred. Mm -hmm. If you remember, um, and this is this is again an open discussion. But I would like to make a recommendation uh, that we increase that to twenty five hundred for any certificated staff member who announces. Um, their intention to retire at the end of the school year uh, prior to March 1st. Um, reason being that we will then enter the hiring season hot and heavy in March. We have a, a uh, the Washington State Personnel Association puts on some career fairs that uh, we would have the opportunity to attend if we had a more significant number of openings than we currently do. So. Um, it's not a huge amount of money, but um, it is a reward for those who are who are deciding it's time to bow out of the game and, and uh, gives us an earlier opportunity to try and fill those because I know that the districts, uh, just in talking to some superintendents around the state, uh, while we're in Olympia, they're, they're gearing up and ramping up. So uh, it's a very competitive market, obviously, so the earlier we're able to, to get some information, the better. How many people partake on the average in a year? <laughs> or is it really up and down? I mean, there's, there's only, whatever, 72, 80 people, so right. you don't expect a very large fraction to go in. No, we've, had, we've already had one announcement uh, that the board has, has acknowledged, and I don't believe he's eligible because he's a retired rehire, so he, he, he went through the bonus system once already. Um, uh, there are some folks, though, that are close that this may this may give them some incentive, it may not. Quite frankly, it's, it's uh, simply meant to uh, acknowledge service as well as the fact that, when I was teaching, of course, a 500 or $1,000 bonus was a wonderful thing, but uh, nowadays that doesn't stretch very far, so um, I think Uppington also recognizes the current economic model that we're, that we're in locally. So. Like I said, this is open for discussion. Um, I would love an action on it, but uh, certainly if you wanted to uh, have us revisit this, we can. It's just the sooner that we get this out publicly, the sooner we can, we can take some action. Do you have any comment on it, Kim? Huh? Do you have any comment on it? It's, it, it's not very much, right? Um, we only usually end up with about a couple retired and then of course last year we had retirement at the end of school so uh, that wasn't an impact mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. right they don't give notice until by, by March 1st yeah. yeah some people just like to throw the keys at you on the way out <laughs> <laughs> you can keep <laughs> well I don't see a problem with it any other they just opinions? say in here that we would need to know for the February 24th board meeting. So does that need to be, because you had mentioned March 1st. March 1st. 
So do we want to change that to the first meeting in March? That, Or do we want to go back? When are the job fairs? When do you, when do you need to know what I mean? Um, March 1st would allow me plenty of time because we're at the, I don't believe the first job fairs until the 10th or so of March. So if we talk to the first meeting, if we prove it tonight, they have plenty of time March meeting is? No. Make their mind up, but it's not too long. Right. But if we go with March 1st, then we should, could just change that to um, whatever the first meeting in March is. But then our first meeting in March is going to be around that 7th or 8th. But it doesn't matter to us. Yeah. If they but apply for it. But if he has to go to, to be ready for I mean, no, they just once we approve it, then all they do is apply for it, and then by March 1st, we know how many people there. But, mm -hmm. oh, so they need to apply for it by the 29th, 24th. By the March 1st. By March 1st. Right. right. Okay. But that, that gives them mm -hmm. three weeks. Yeah, some time to rescind. And you know, actually have the date for the March. We, we wouldn't approve them until then. If we were, if we were able to, if it's Monday, March 9th, if we knew by Friday, Friday, March 6th, I think we'd be fine. We can always work with some tentatives as well in order to recruit if we need to. Okay, I'll move to approve the retirement bonus increase, um, but to amend the um, cutoff date to March 6th. I'll second. Any other discussion? Okay, do I hear a vote in approval? Aye. 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 I guess that passes unanimous. Okay, well, um, striking uh, number B, we'll be going into executive session uh, pursuant to RCW 42.30.110 for personnel matters, 30, bi 30 minutes, and no business to follow. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody.